Episode 82 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by your number one place for Italian food products in Canada. And the best part, you get it delivered straight to your door. Check out the link wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, right below. You'll see it, berkici.ca. And then order whatever your little heart desires. And you could do it right now. Now, as we head into the intro of this episode, thanks for listening and for shopping at berkichi.ca. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Hey, what's up? It's Freeway Frank. Here we go. Thursday edition man do i hate have i ever told you how much i hate winter you know it is kind of pretty the snow is coming down here in the montreal area there's a storm (laughs) it's coming down it's there's a storm outside and it looks pretty it looks pretty and everybody still has christmas decorations up on my street the out the exterior decorations so it looks nice but i can't take it and it hasn't even been that bad a winter but the thing that drives me crazy is you pay for the service for them to come and plow your your driveway, but they won't do, at least no services I know, do they come out of the truck and do your stairs. Clears out your driveway in, in less than a minute. That's how fast they are. If they have to do your stairs, that's that's like that's 15 to 30 minutes depending on how many steps you have and what kind of an entrance you have. It started making me think. Back in the day, kids would go around. We would go around. And say, hey, for five bucks, I'll I'll shovel your snow. Nobody does that nowadays because kids are tucked away, I don't know, in their basements, playing video games, whatever the heck they're doing, but they're not outside. And that's another thing. The whole not being outside. Do kids not play in the snow anymore? Because I look out and I just looked out, and mind you, it's late, it's late at night. Why would they be out there playing? But that's not true because it was late. And we'd still be out there sometimes on school nights building igloos. We'd come inside. Remember those days you come in with your snowsuits and you were perspiring, you were sweating. It was so hot that the snowsuit, as you opened it up, was steaming in the house. Because no kids hang out outside in the snow. Maybe they do in your neighborhood, my neighborhood. Nobody's out. Nobody. So then it got me thinking. Kids don't play in the snow anymore. Now everything is easy and accessible. It's at it's at the comfort of your fingertips. I remember, you remember this renting videos? Man, that was a a big deal. I remember even towards the end of Blockbuster Video, which now has become, you know, an analogy, Blockbuster Video as the end. <laughs> when, when I compare the radio industry, the where radio is going, make a blockbuster video reference. That's not good. When the blockbuster video reference comes in, it's not good. But blockbuster video was so special. I'm sure you've watched a couple of the the Netflix. Yeah, that's what replaced it. The Netflix documentaries about blockbuster video or shows about blockbuster video. It was special. I remember Friday night was a big deal. Heck, I think I was still living in Calgary and Blockbuster Video was still around. What am I talking about? It was like 2007, 2008 when Netflix came in, 2009. Because before that, we were renting videos and it was a big deal. You know, Friday, you'd go check the shelves to see if your DVD was there. 
Some were even more technology savvy. They had the the Blu-ray. But back back in the day, it was beta or VHS, and whenever there was the video was missing, the, you know, and then eventually they they brought in the, you know thirty videos, forty videos. Ah, I wasn't good either because if you'd wait too long, they were all gone. But it was an event going out to rent a movie, and then you'd go in the candy section, and Blockbuster would, would sell this amazing candy or popcorn, authentic. There was something about it. Now, it's like Netflix. It's always, it's always there. Whenever you want, and depending what kind of service you have, I'm not going to talk about that right now because it's a gray area, but you could get any channel on the planet. There are so many channels out there. My wife, the other night, she spent an hour and a half going through all these movies and shows, just pressing the favorite button. I said, what are you doing? Are we going to watch something? I'm talking, she must have done this to hundreds and hundreds of movies. So it's just different. It's different. How about listening and waiting for your favorite song to come on the radio? Hoping the radio host wouldn't speak over it because that's what we did. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun for us as a top 40 radio host personality for so many years. I guess I ruined a lot of songs for people, but it, it was a lot of fun coming on and talking. Right when you stopped talking and you said the name of the radio station, boom, there were the vocals. Mysteriously, they just appeared there. No, you had to hit the post. There was an art to, to doing that. But kids everywhere who were trying to record, back in the day, really, you would record on a cassette player so that you didn't go after, have to go out and buy songs. You just record them off the radio. And then the minute you'd hear the radio host talking, that's it, it was ruined. So you had to hope that the song would come between the station IDs and no one talking with no overlap. I mean, this was <laughs> this was a totally different time. Now, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, it's like infinite amount of songs. Whatever you want, it's there instantly. It's incredible. Porn was hard to get back in the day. Teenager just getting introduced to that. People were passing around. Who knows how many hands those... Those videos went through the magazines. You'd see people standing at the magazine rack looking at a dirty magazine. That's what we called them back in the day. Dirty. <laughs> it wasn't porn. It was dirty. So the curfew was when the street lights came on. That's when you know you, you had to go home. It, it was just so much simpler. I think so much more fun. Now it's just convenient and everything is, you know, whatever you want. You get. Back then, it was work. It really was. Snow days, I was talking about snow and how much I can't stand shoveling and winter and all that. Snow days, I mean, you needed to get blasted with snow to have a snow day. Now, I mean, this generation, I'm not saying everybody in the generation. Every generation blames the one before. I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of snowflakes out there. And I don't mean snowflakes that are caused by the snow coming down. I mean, snowflake generation. It's five, 10 centimeters of snow. It's a snow day. What? I mean, we had to go through blizzards to get home, to go to school sometimes, wondering, are they going to cancel it? And we had to find out. You know how we found out? We Because our the morning show host on the radio would announce it. We didn't get any email or message or text to... We didn't have any of that stuff. 
So, I mean, I was just thinking of all this, and it's just like one thing after another. Simplicity of technology has made, in my opinion, kids a lot lazier. It's made kids a lot smarter, too, because they know how to do everything. They know a lot more. When we needed to Google something, like we bought the World Book Encyclopedia. That was like $2,000 worth of books my parents spent on that. These these book, these hardcover heavy books, maybe you got the Britannica. We had World Book. I still have my, my World Book Encyclopedias with her at my mom's house. You could use these books as, as weights when you couldn't afford to get barbells, when you started to realize you had to look good and had everything in them, but not everything that you get today. It's just so much, man, life would have been so much easier, as I said, but it was so raw. You know, you open the book, you're looking through the pages, pop, 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 pop. Now it's, it's bam, it's right there. I wish it was bam right there sometimes, trust me, I do. And our Amazon was this thing called, this store called, now some people listening will be like, what? I don't remember that. You have to be at least, I think, 30, 40 plus to remember consumers distributing. That was our Amazon. Remember those pencils? They were like golf pencils. Remember filling out the order form? Yeah, you went to a store, which was like Amazon, basically, and all the stuff was in the back. All the stock was in the back, whatever you wanted. And then you fill out the order with these little pencils. Whatever you ordered, the item came down those rollers. They just put it on. They push it. It just come down towards you. That was heaven. When it didn't, you'd wait, you'd wait, you'd wait, and then they look at you and say, sorry, we're out of stock. That was despair. Complete and utter devastation. It's like, oh. And you never knew when it was going to come in. And you get a catalog every every year, a new catalog or every season, and you look through it, and you look at all the things that you were going to buy. Amazon, as I said. But, but now, so much easier. You order something. How crazy is it? You order something from Amazon. You get it. You get it same day sometimes if you have the Prime. Next day. Oh, God forbid you wait till Friday and it's Wednesday. You know, if they lose it, they send you another one. People steal it. They send you another. I mean, it's just insanity. And then my mom, her 45-year-old oven doesn't seem to work anymore. She's all upset. I'm like, ma, it lasted almost 50 years. Nowadays, you buy all these new ones. If, you know, they say if they don't break within the first couple of years, which most of them do, uh, then you're good. Well, so far, I've had my appliances knock on wood for five years. So far, so good. And we got the insurance, but now we're the, the warranty. Now we're past that. So who knows what's going to happen? But things are made nowadays to break. These things, these appliances are not going to last decades and decades and decades like our parents' appliances that are still there. They're not. You know, the puke color appliances that we had back in the day. Remember those? And they're still there in some kitchens, still working. But then you've gone through three or four dishwashers already in five ovens. You kind of wonder what the heck is going on. And it's nuts. And, and I started talking about this. I went from thing to thing to thing. To, it's like I could keep, I could do a three-hour show on all this stuff. Today's world is just better, I guess, for saving time. Not necessarily better. Things are easy, more accessible. Everything you want, when you want it, how you want it. That's it. Pretty much it. But I'm thinking of all this, and it's just like a domino effect, snowball going down the hill of <laughs> ideas. And I'm sure you're thinking of a bunch now that you just wish, if this were a live show, you'd be throwing at me now. How about this? How about that? Yeah, it just, it, 
It's continuous. It never ends. Anyway, hope I took you through a, a bit of nostalgia, through memory lane a bit, and made you realize how great we did have it, how great it would be to, to visit again. And I saw somebody post this the other day saying, it's actually a friend of mine posted a meme and said something like, I wish I could send my kids back to 1985. Can you imagine a kid from today growing up thrown into the mid-80s or 90s? They'd be completely lost, completely lost. Now, of course, that's not fair because if you're growing up in that decade or in that era, then you're accustomed to all those things naturally. But for these kids to, have, to be thrown back, they, they wouldn't know. Everything fits into place today just makes sense and anybody could learn anything so quickly but back in the day it was i love that saying by the way back in the day it was just innocent special times the drive-by podcast episode 82 is brought to you by berkici.ca order now any italian products you want they've got it the best olive oil pastas less expensive pasta to specialty pastas. I'm telling you, you're going to walk through the pasta aisle and say, what is going on here? It's incredible. You're just going to stand there like you're in a museum. Because that's what it is. It's the museum of pasta. Or I was talking about encyclopedias. You're like, you're looking at books, but it's pasta. You're going to eat it. But that's how wonderful it is. You're just looking at the aisles going, wow. Well, you could do this online, avoid all the traffic, avoid all the snow I was talking about, and just order at berkici.ca for the best of Italy. Straight to your door, order anywhere across the country, and they will deliver it straight to your home. Berkici.ca. I was talking about Netflix earlier. We're, we're watching, I think we're two episodes in, HBO show The Last of Us. Have you seen this? Which I believe it's set in, uh, well, set. It's it's filmed in Calgary. It's not set in Calgary. It's set in Boston. This is an apocalyptic TV show. And the other day, I was going through, <laughs> my wife was going through all those, those movies and shows I was telling you about moments ago. I saw Contagion up there. I saw 2012. The day after tomorrow, I was like, ah, it's late at night. It's fluff. Let me put it on. I realize, is this, this is predictive programming, right? It's like they've been setting us up. Do you believe this? whoever the mad men and women are behind all of this, setting us up for something big that's going to happen. Conditioning, basically, right? They're getting us ready for something. It just seems like there's been a lot of these apocalyptic type of movies, TV shows, one that just ended that I was a big fan of, The Walking Dead. And now The Last of Us is kind of similar. It's a, a contagion. That spreads and it's same type of concept. So do you believe that? That it's predictive programming? Pretty much the higher ups are using these these books and movies to, to make the population more accepting of planned future events and disasters? What do you think? Because there seems to be a lot of them out there. And they're scary as hell. And it got me thinking, what kind of a person, which person would you be? At the end of the world, are you the person that, well, look, if you never think about it and you just live your life day to day, that's not good either. So if you're somebody that just never thinks about anything, chances are you're not going to survive the apocalypse. But what kind of person do you think you are? That person that's basically day one going to die <laughs> or get bit by a walker or whatever the hell, die of the contagion. You're not going to survive. Whatever it is that's going to kill you, it's going to kill you first. 
Are you that person A? Are you B, the person that is going to fine-tune their skills as the apocalypse is happening and realize, oh, I'm fucked, I better do something, and start learning everything you can and adapt and, and lead people and protect your closest family members and friends and your community or whatever? Will you be that person? Or will you be the person that right now, I know several doomsdayers. These are people that are preparing for the end. Yep, there's people out there. It might not be the level of doomsdayers that you see on television with bunkers. and I mean, th those people exist. There's a lot of them out, especially in the rural parts of North America and the world. I mean, they're pre preparing for natural disasters for the worst, for the end. But, and they're gonna, if anyone's going to survive it, it's them. And these secret, pretty much, societies that are planning this, not telling too many people, because obviously you don't want people to know that you're prepping, that you're a prepper, and that you're getting ready for the end. Because guess where they're coming when they ran, run out of supplies and food and when they need to protect themselves? They're coming for you. Yeah, and the guns we don't have in this country, by the way. Thank you. It's, it's wild to think about. You know, you watch these shows, and that, that's what runs through my head. You know, am I going to be that guy? Am I going to be that person that, that is going to survive, do everything I can to survive? Yes, I think I would be more like person A. Uh, sorry, not person A. Person A is dead <laughs> pretty much right away. Person B, learning on the, on the fly, that's, that's not good either. So I'd say between B and C, and a person that's not really planning, but kind of, kind of realizing that this could happen. Not being a complete doomsdayer, but at least being ready, right? I hope this has made you at least think, me mentioning this, just has made you kinda, you know, just think for a second. Ah, maybe I'm taking it too relaxed. <laughs> I know a lot of people, you know, go will go straight to their their pot and their, their alcohol. Yeah, you're gonna run out of that really quickly, by the way. And if somebody's more prepared than you, they're gonna come and get that stuff from you. Basically, you're not gonna survive. And, and wherever there's a lot of people, you're not gonna survive either. And uh, they're gonna come for your homes too. And if you're anywhere close to the city, you're, you're pretty much screwed. So the plan has to be a good plan. Not a, ah, yeah, we have enough toilet paper. For what, for a month? For two months, for three months? That's not gonna cut it. You're gonna need more than that. But when you watch these shows, does it freak you out? Because my wheels start turning, and I'm like, oh, man, are we screwed? <laughs> not, what am I going to do? What am I going to do at the end? Is this the end? Am I going to survive? When I see some of the people I know who, have, who are preparing, and then I wonder, whoa, this is something I, maybe I need to take seriously. But then I've had conversations with people about this, and I think to myself, okay, you know what? If you're in your 20s or 30s, you have something to live for and protect. If you feel like the end is coming, protect it. But you ever notice that the doomsdayer are always people that have been around for a long time? <laughs> and I'm not saying they pertain to a certain group. It, it's always somebody, you know, I built this bunker back in 1984. And every year I've added to it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's always a certain type of person and they're always old. And what are they trying to preserve anyway? Are they trying to, to survive another extra, what, uh, a year, five years, ten maybe? It's never people in their 20s and 30s. You know why? Because they're living their life. 
People in their 20s and 30s are hanging out at those bars, buying bottle service and all that, and they don't give two shits. They're going to be the first ones, you know, the bottle service and the uh, 15 Moe bottles with the girls and the signs uh, lighting up, you know, your credit card declined and all that. Those are going to be the first people to die, category one that I mentioned. I realized that I do this sometimes, and I think a lot of people are willing to admit secretly that they do this, but maybe not vocally. Maybe they don't want to tell anybody, but a lot of people throw their spouse under the bus. And I think this is, if you want to get something out of it, you know, get out of something, this is something that, that, that you do. And I don't think it's a bad thing because I told my wife a long time, you want to throw me under the bus anytime. You want to you want to blame me for a place you 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 can't attend or an event you don't want to go to? Go right ahead. As long as you could repay the favor, I'm fine. I mean, why get married if you can't throw each other under the bus or blame your kids? You ever notice this? A lot of other people will blame their kids because it's easy. Or when you have a kid, you could blame your kid. People that don't have kids could blame it on the dog. That only cuts it every now and then. But when you have kids. You get out because people, you know, after a while, they'll be like, it's the dog again. But the kids, now the kids are, it's sacred. So the kids, are, oh, your kid's sick? No problem. You could blame, well, we were talking about snow at the beginning. You could blame the weather. When you get snow, like the storm we're getting, it's like, you could, yeah, no problem. Yeah, the weather's, I, we can't, I, I can't come. Sorry, it's, I can't, I can't. We can't come. But when you're single, then you're doomed. It, it's harder to get out of things when you're single because who are you blaming? And how many times... Could the go-to be, I'm sick? You can't be sick every time. So when you want to do something, you know, when you're younger, you don't want to get out of things. When you get older, you want to get out of things constantly. It's unbelievable to me how many times I want to get out of things. I'm like, ah, I really don't want to go tonight. It's a Monday night, and it sounded like a good idea two weeks ago, but now that Monday night has arrived, I don't want to go. I had to get my ass off the couch a couple of Mondays ago. I didn't want to go out, and I ended up going because friends invited me somewhere. It was an important night, and I went. But man, because it was a Monday night, not because I didn't want to go do this thing, I didn't want to go. When you're younger, it's Monday night, Sunday night, Tuesday night. You'll fight any night, or when you're single, any night is an excuse to go out, to go have a, a glass of wine, to go have a drink, to get the hell out, any night. But when you're in a routine, meaning relationship, you have kids. <laughs> Did I just call it relationship routine? You know what I mean. When you're in a daily routine, go to work, come home, uh, kids, dinner, it's harder. It's a, it's a different type of ball game. If I leave you with one thing that we learned on this podcast, we, we may have learned a lot of things on this podcast, but when you have a spouse, feel free to throw them directly under the bus. It's okay. If you have a loving spouse, they should understand. Return the favor anytime. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by Berkici.ca. You can order all the great Italian products they have in the store online. Check out the link wherever you get this podcast. It's at the bottom of this episode on Spotify, on Apple, Google, Amazon, etc., etc., etc. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, the link is there. Click on it. And then order and have it delivered straight to your home. 
Going online and seeing all these great products is like going through the aisles at Berkichi, B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I dot C-A. Order today. It's Italy straight to your home, Berkichi dot C-A. That wraps up episode 82 of the Drive-By Podcast. And we'll catch you again next week for two more great episodes. Thank you so much. Please review or comment on Apple. Give it five stars. Because why would you give it four, three, two, or one? That doesn't help me. On Spotify. (laughs) Thank you so much. I gotta be honest. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.